rediscover the facets of yourself that have been kept hidden away for far too long. For just $1, you can take a journey and make it your ultimate transformation. Center of the Sun Plus offers more tools, support, and community to help you explore your inner realms. Click the link in the description to join today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass? So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, y'all. This is Amariah. If you have something weighing on your heart right now, chances are you could use some energy balancing. Healing is dynamic when we practice together. That's why I'm offering a free group Reiki session. We'll let out and lift up what arises with energy healing. Register on fluidjourney.com in the offerings tab under group sessions. That's F-L-U-I-D-J-O-U-R-N-E-Y.com. Thank you for listening. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. 
PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. You've got questions. Why am I here? Where are we going as a society? How is all of this connected? We are your hosts, Amaria and Devon, and you are listening to Center of the Sun podcast. Thank you for listening. Whether you were raised religious and found the tenets limiting or had a spirituality open during your childhood, you're empowered to find your own options. You follow your desire to seek, click a webpage, opens to a shimmering world. Words like ego, ether, and transcendence intrigue you. You are enveloped in cosmic origin stories. Even your dreams take on a new meaning. More questions surface as you learn and talk to anyone who is willing to ponder the universe. With all this new information, you're thinking, what else don't I know? The good thing is we have each other. Today on Center of the Sun, we will share our takes on commonly asked questions about spirituality. Let's do some intention setting for today. My intention is to focus. Um, I've been kind of distracted today and just trying to get centered. And otherwise, I'm feeling pretty good. It's the end of the week and looking forward to the weekend. How about you, Devon? Oh, my gosh. I'm trying to focus, too, because just these COVID streets are just so terrifying. And I've just been, like, so sleepy. But otherwise, I've been good. And my intention is that everyone remain happy and healthy and abreast of the fact that we are still in a pandemic. I just want to keep reminding people that <laughs> of that. <laughs> but but other otherwise, how have you been handling the, the coronavirus, Amariah? I've been f- handling it okay. I'm like lucky enough to be able to stay home most of the time. And it's scary. Definitely. He's seeing right. a case count rise in Ohio and nothing really changed. It's worse now than it was in March. I just really hope that we get it together. Do you think it's possible for Ohio, at least Ohio, to get it together with our ugly ass governor? I don't think we're, we will get it together on our own. It'll have to be some other cosmic <laughs> forces. Other forces. <laughs> Yeah, because we should have never opened. Never. No. And being from, like, the woods and stuff, like, people in the rural areas of Ohio, they didn't believe it's a pandemic. They still don't. And they forced the governor to open back up. But why are you the governor if you don't lead? I don't... I'm just so confused. So, I just wish everyone the best. Is anyone in your family dealing with coronavirus that Uh, you know of? No, not that I know of. And... Everyone has been able to get their own patterns of moving into place so that they're not exposed. But I have had a few friends who have dealt with COVID. Yeah. Are they okay? They're okay. Yeah. They're, they're on the up and up. Mm-hmm. 
Let me tell you something. I think CBD, did you see the House of Representatives today? No, I didn't. Passed, they're trying to legalize marijuana. Oh, I missed it. And that. I think they're legalizing marijuana on the federal scale because I think it helps with coronavirus. I think CBD. There was a study in, in Canada. I read it in like March. I couldn't even tell you what it is now. But it just said marijuana and I looked right at it. Like, But it was about CBD. And apparently there's a benefit inflammatory it helps with inf inflammation especially if you have seizures and stuff like inflammatory in the brain infl inflammation in the brain it has an healing effect on the body but not like marijuana not being high but the cbd the cannabinoids that are related to cbd so very interesting stuff but uh, yeah it seems to be working i don't know but i think another thing you said earlier that we're going to be talking about the common questions about spirituality I think another thing that helps people is spirituality, dealing with the coronavirus, but it's hard to talk about spirituality. I don't know. Do you have, a, I guess this to start, can you define spirituality? Do you have a definition, Amariah? Sure I can. My personal definition of spirituality is acknowledging the relationship that I have to my environment, to other beings, and to the universe. And I'm sure a lot of other people have their own definitions. And I saw this one from Dr. Maya Spencer, who is a psych psychiatrist and a mindfulness practitioner who describes spirituality as the recognition of a feeling or sense or belief that there is something greater than oneself, something more to being human than sensory experience, and involves exploring certain universal themes such as love, compassion, altruism, life after death, wisdom, and truth. And from that, some of the distinctions I'm drawing from between spirituality and like religion, for instance, is that it doesn't necessarily have to consist of deities or specific rituals or even allegiance to a particular group, although that is a possibility. And also just in, as far as where I am personally with the term spiritual or spirituality, I am still trying to figure out if like that fits for me. I use it, but at the moment I'm committed to learning about what my Black American and enslaved African ancestors have practiced. And some of what I'm uncovering is definitely would fall under the umbrella of spirituality. Yeah, spirituality is one of those weird nuanced things and some people don't believe they have a spirit do you think spirituality and having a spirit are the same mm, i wouldn't say that they're necessarily the same like i think i feel like spirituality does have kind of like the assumption that you're interrogating what's around you and like some and trying to answer questions about your existence and the existence of all things and how you relate to them but i'm sure that you can have a spirit and not do that right and vice versa because i just thought about that i'd never have considered that before can you have a spirit and not have a spirituality and vice versa and yeah i think it is possible i don't know it's a weird thing it's something i don't know you always just assume yeah like you said you just assume that they're linked but they're not always linked and if you never ask I don't know, but it all, but it comes down to the definition of spirituality, I think.
yeah, that's a sure. part of your decision of your belief system. Right. And I know that the question, can you be spiritual and not believe in God is something that comes up a lot. What are your thoughts about that? Inherently, so you define spirituality as, sorry, I forgot already, a relationship. And I actually agree with you. And I get a relationship with the environment and like other beings and whatever it is. And I believe that you can be spiritual and not believe in God in a certain context, but generally, no. (laughs) So I say that because I believe that God is the fundamental structure of our reality. And God, in essence, if God were to be a being or whatever it is, I would say that God like provides the building blocks for life. And there are tons of theories about like where life came from. But one thing, like where, where life came from, whether or not it was random or intelligent or whatever it is, but one thing that's always true every time we look for the building blocks of life is that there are patterns. Everywhere we look, there's a pattern that mimics something inside of our body or vice versa, or that mimics something about the natural world. When you start looking at spirituality and start defining spirituality for yourself, I believe there's an inherent structure to the universe. And I think it's our right as spiritual beings to figure out what that is. And mathematics is a perfect example of that. And it doesn't matter how you break down numbers, what religion, what country, what language, whatever it is, there's always an inherent structure and an inherent pattern. You'd be spiritual and not believe that God is a supernatural human? I think, yeah. I think you can. I think you can um, be spiritual and have God not be a being, like an actual being, just like you said, Amariah. And I think people want to find answers in the world. I think they want to find patterns too. There's like a certain level of, what is it called? Like being psychosomatic or like recreate stuff. Like like a hypochondriac almost. Like where you create a condition in your mind and create an illness in your mind. I think the the opposite is true where you create beings in your mind and you create spirits in your mind. But why would you settle? Like, why would you just settle on that? Because I think to a certain extent, we project our faces onto stuff. Like we project our faces onto cars and we project our faces onto dogs and stuff. Just it's like a part of being a human. I think it is within the realm of possibility that God is a supernatural human, a human being, Jesus or white God or whatever you want to call it. But I personally wouldn't want to settle on that. And personally, I want to continue seeking critical truths just like every aspect of my life. Like I remember in college, Amariah, um, sitting on my bed and being like, we do a lot of thinking. We do a lot of writing and a lot of thinking, but we never do it about religion. And that was like a moment where I was like, that's very, we need to start interrogating that kind of bullshit. But, But that is like a part of my spiritual journey. And there's a certain level of like spiritual maintenance that needs to happen and a level of spiritual health that you need to maintain. What are some examples of spiritual health, Amariah? Do you have any that helps like 
get people in the mode to get in touch with whatever is out there. Sure. One of the things that came up for me as I was thinking about this question, because there are some other ways I could answer it, but this one came to me first. So I consider spiritual health as how you live and breathe your values and what you do when you're faced with conflict or crisis or something. And it comes out as what you believe um, you should do and how you relate to other people, how you relate to yourself, how you treat nature and what some of your ideals are and in regard to these relationships, whether that be with chosen family, partners at work. In other words, do you feel on a daily basis that your values are how you live your life? And if that's not if there's not a matchup with that, what are some small things you can do to get a little closer to living your values? For example, for myself, that might mean voicing a concern that I have because I was taught for a long time that my voice didn't matter or when I did speak up, I was punished for it. It could also look like asking for what I need, even asking somebody for help. That's something that I had struggled with for a long time. And a fun one could be reconsidering your guilty pleasures. One thing I did is turn off the... I stopped setting my Spotify to private session. So when I listen to music, I've just decided that I don't care what what people see me listen to. It's just, yeah, this is who I am and I'm going right. to enjoy. I got a lot of my music taste from you and Cameron and Horse, Tegan and Sarah. Y'all got good taste. When I say y'all, because y'all would be, always be going to concerts together. But, but anyway, sorry. Don't down yourself on the music part. <laughs> Those are, like, I definitely listen to artists who some people would consider not cool. I still get my life to, like, 90s hits. And, yeah, I just think it's a good idea. It was a good idea for me, anyway, just to release some of the shame around the music I listened to that definitely was not cool. At least you don't listen to gospel like my dumbass did for decades. Like, Jesus. Now I don't. Right, I just got a message. You just got a message? But but I wanted to probe your spiritual health a little bit because that link with nature, like our spiritual health with nature, I think in America, we have broken a link with nature. What Do you have any thoughts about connecting with nature? Like... In what ways can that improve someone's spiritual health or other examples? I feel like from, from what I've learned, especially in herbalism school, about connection to nature, working to learn about the indigenous groups that live on the land that you live on, that did live on the land that you live on, and acknowledging what has happened where you are located, especially in terms of like colonization. So that's the backdrop of that. I would also say when you're connecting, think about why you're seeking a connection and always asking permission if you're going to remove something from where it is. 
and some other ways to connect with nature are pretty it doesn't have to be like you go on this mountainous hike or something and have an epiphany it can be going to the park that's around the corner from your house and just noticing what's there, what's present. If, if you can identify some of the plants and animals there, like know, try to learn about what they are and if they are indigenous or if they've come from other places. Maybe you have a telescope or binoculars and like to watch birds or see the tran- how the planets transit across the sky. There are lots of ways, lots of different ways to connect with nature to improve your spiritual health or maintain your spiritual health, as you were talking about. I also think, too, the food you eat. I think that a lot of people focus a lot on what to eat, how much to eat, uh, this and that. But one thing that we miss here in the United States is that we have decimated the nutrition of our soil. And we've broken a lot of links with nature, like the fact that like children are supposed to go outside and play in the dirt and like maybe get some in their mouth and it's fine. It's that idea that we have to interact with the planet to optimize our health. So I think even making sure you eat your fungus and eat your kombucha and all that shit like that, where you got to eat your microorganisms, you got to eat all the things that the earth provides. I think that's another way nature impacts our spiritual health. There's the the uh, intangible part, but I think there's also a lot of tangible things as well that help keep you living and breathing and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Oh, also indigenous. The indigenous, you said something about the indigenous people. You ever see poltergeists? I haven't, no. Spoiler alert, it's old, but that was like the context of the poltergeist. That's why they got pulled a carrot Carolyn, because they were they had a house built on top of a, a reservation, uh-huh. and it was obviously genocide of some sort. And they, because at the end they got, they went out to fight the ghosts when there was bones and skulls and stuff out there in the rain and stuff. So there are, I think, people know that we live on murderous lands, and we make media about it because they've made a sequel to the Poltergeist. I haven't seen it, but. We think the shit's cute, but that's another reason why we're effed up as a country. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's it's definitely easy to just continue thinking the way that we've been taught, especially in school and everything about where things come from and why we're on this land here. And something I just have to consider as I'm becoming an herbalist just like knowing what my space is and honoring the land that that I'm on now that is has been stolen. I think that's a, a really important piece. And yeah, like you said, is portrayed in media. But there's there's information that indigenous people, native people here have have put out there that can help you figure, just think through some of those things rather than having the information but not knowing what to do with it. I know that in our country, a lot of the native population is decimated, but I always forget like the entire Americas. (laughs) All those brown people are all Native Americans. So I don't think 
all hope is lost. If they stop trying to vote for Donald Trump, I think they would be better. You know, things would be better. But, but no, I think a lot of folks, the link is not entirely broken because maybe in our country, maybe in North America, but in Central and South America, in Brazil, there's, they're trying to tear down the Amazon and stuff. Like people are still fighting. The indigenous people are still fighting to save their stuff but but it's not all hope is not lost it's an interesting it's very it's sad and scary and interesting i think it's really important to to say and say out loud too and to think about because yeah there have been like indigenous peoples on this land and they have worked the land and know what to do like they have whole societies and everything that's what like the whole land back movement is about like giving control back over to indigenous peoples. They just want a civil suit against Ice Mountain. Who makes Fiji or Aspen? Where's Aspen? The Aspen Mountains. Is that California? No, that's like in Europe somewhere in like Norway or somewhere. Where the Aspen Mountains at? Aspen Mountains. Colorado. The original ones though. Aspen. It's in like Norway or... Oh my gosh. But anyway, these Europeans came from Europe and bought the wells in North America. And they were, so these people from Europe, Swiss, the Swiss or whoever, they would come over and they would come and buy wells from like Michigan and Ohio and stuff and they would only they would buy land and they would buy the well and they wouldn't build nothing on it so they didn't have to pay no tax and they would have to pay like $200 a year but that was it because they were just pumping water out the ground and selling it to us selling it back to us yeah so there was a so in Michigan and I wish I had the article in front of me but in Michigan because at work we have a water cooler and it was Ice Mountain for so long and then all of a sudden, it was Culligan. And I was like, why is it Culligan? Because there was like a really cute, like 6'5", light-skinned dude who would come and change the water. And uh, all of a sudden, he wouldn't be there no more. And and I was like, what the hell? So I'm a researcher. So I'm like, why is Ice Mountain not here no more? And I figured out that they got shut down in the United States. Not shut down, but they started selling their wells off because the indigenous people on the reservations were suing them because they were going under the ground, under the reservation, pumping the water out of the reservation, sucking up all the water out of the streams and saying, it's just a global, like that can't be us taking the water out of the ground and on the surface. They were saying they were taking it out of the ground, not on the surface. And they were like, it's dry up here. And they started selling those wells to American companies, Culligan and people like that. But, but it took the and, and first people, I think they call themselves like first people or something. I forget what it, first citizens or whatever, original citizens. I saw this on Twitter. The other, I was like, that's actually more accurate than saying natives or whatever, because that's like white supremacy, I think. But the, the first people that were here before us, they took them to court because they have, they're sovereign. They're like a country. They're like operating a little country inside here. So they can, they have rights and stuff. But, but yeah, they... We had to, we disrespect the, those folks so much that we just take their, we take the water, we take everything. And it's just, this is not okay. The way we treat 
Cleveland just changed Wahoo, didn't they? No, they haven't. They thought about it, but they haven't changed it yet. The Wait. mascot they have for their baseball team. I can't believe it. Yeah. Because we don't, Chief Wahoo, not even a real person. We would never look up a real person, but we'll make a caricature all day long or a stereotype all day long. It's crazy. I thought they changed it. Damn. Bad for them. They're, they're, yeah, thinking about it, but it still hasn't happened yet, unfortunately. Shame. Shame, Ponder House. Ponder House, whatever Drake says. Yes. <laughs> Um, so what are some ways that you would know that you're spiritual, Devon? Oh, that is a great question, Amariah. Oh my gosh. Oh, you're such, such a hard one. Oh my gosh. But, but basically I think that you're spiritual because you want to be. You're spiritual because you intend to be spiritual. I feel like the nature of humanity is the ability to recognize those patterns and then perpetuate our the patterns that perpetuate our existence. And I believe those patterns, the structure, the inherent structure of reality or whatever it is, I feel like that also exists outside of our life and crosses into the afterlife. So I feel like it's practice. It's it's a kind of a thing that you have to maintain and intend to do. And when you're occupying space in this reality, like being a person and stuff, I really feel like you're purpose is to rediscover what makes you unique. So I I feel like that uniqueness, once you find that, it'll correlate to your spirituality. And every fluid, every secretion, serotonin, dopamine, melatonin, all of those fluids, everything that makes you fall asleep and happy and sad and angry, all of those things, I believe, are linked to your higher self. And that links to your consciousness and links to your body. And I feel like it's an inherent part of being alive. But that just can't be, that's just probably me. I don't know. Do you agree, Amariah? Do you feel like you can know that you're spiritual? I do feel like you can know that you're spiritual. And like you said, I do feel, if you identify that way, if that's like how you're living your life, then that's you. And if you choose when you come to like various crossroads that are leading you down a spiritual path it's ultimately your choice whether or not you're going to move forward with it and that i think that's a really critical thing about it because you can but you don't have to just Um, like christmas time and thanksgiving (laughs) yeah exactly and because it's annoying. Sometimes it's annoying. Like I'm sometimes I'm a Scrooge. I don't know. But it's just like annoying to see all of these fake spiritual practices around the holidays. And it's all wrapped up in capitalism and like classism and all this kind of stuff. But why do you think people celebrate like winter holidays to begin with? Like why is spirituality baked into our society? I was really curious about this question because we are coming up on the winter season and there's big holidays that are celebrated during this time, such as Lunar New Year, Hanukkah, Kwanzaa, Winter Solstice, and Christmas. And I didn't 
personally grew up celebrating a winter holiday and it was something I was just interested in exploring. And I found out that in some cases, the celebrations honor the hibernation period that we're going through that is winter and filling it with light. Also, just the principle of sharing with other people. And maybe that was out of necessity because some people didn't have as big of a harvest as another family or something and they needed to share. And of course, there are definitely cultural and religious significance to some of the other holidays that do incorporate indigenous and nature-based traditions. So those are just some of the reasons why winter season has a lot of holidays packed into it. And one thing I did read was that it's like solstice in particular is a celebration to invite the sun to come back. And once we're over that threshold of, of solstice, the sun is around for more time during the day. So pretty interesting. Right. We get to live. We get to live. We get to have some food. We get to bake. Oh, so I said bake. Farm again. Like, I really think that all of these spiritual things are all rooted in survival mechanisms and surviving the winter, just like you said. Yeah. What are some of the three main spiritual philosophies that are out there, Devon? Well, that is a horrible question because I don't even have one. <laughs> I don't have them. I don't even think they exist. <laughs> but I don't think, I think there are philosophies. But I don't think there are just three. And I found this to be interesting. Like, why would somebody ask that? What are the main three? Like, who said there were three? That's what's wrong with y'all right now. Y'all want everything to be a little packaged book. And it's not. But I do believe there are some truths. I do believe there are some things that do help us. Like the transit of the planets and the stars in the sky and the harp. Knowing when begging the sun to come back. I feel like humans know that intuitively there is an inherent structure of, of our universe that is likely intelligent. We cannot prove it. We don't know for sure, but it just feels right to us. We manifest those feelings through art and through fractals and through spirals and through math and figuring out that all this stuff is linked as above and so below. Just because we think it could be chaotic and chaos and random doesn't mean that it's necessarily true. Just because you learn that in school doesn't mean it's true and vice versa. Just because you think it's all intelligent design doesn't mean it's true. There may be elements of both. So we need to continue asking and seeking, asking questions and seeking answers. So that's the first philosophy that I follow. Secondly, I would say that a big philosophy that is inherent in my life that I have it's, if it didn't exist it probably everything would fall apart but this belief that our souls ch chose our bodies and because of that therefore you have a purpose what do you think Amariah am I cray cray I think that's a lovely philosophy I just had a little mini vision of myself as a baby and myself being like that that's cute. Yeah. Do you think it really happened? I feel like it did. Yeah. And I do feel like I have a purpose and that it's it's connected to my body and, and my name and all those things. Yeah, I think that's really lovely. Yeah. And well, the last thing I wanted to philosophize about, I don't even know if that's a word, 
but that your that everyone's path is their own. So your spirituality, your religious beliefs, all of that kind of stuff will get you to the place that you need to go. And it'll it'll come eventually. And I even believe this is why people on their deathbed are call the priest, call the rabbi, because I feel like people know, like when you're looking at your death, even if it's random, I think people know intuitively, like we were talking about your cat earlier, there is like an intuition that we cannot, we cannot cognize or articulate, but we feel it. So yeah, that's, those are just like three philosophies that like are huge in my life that can be whatever to anybody like given it is relatable to anybody so yeah i don't know but i just like three spiritual philosophies do you think there's just three how many you think (laughs) hundreds for every person there is on the planet yeah Yeah. who the fuck said three that's do you know what that is that's christianity Mm mm-hmm Everything is rooted in Christianity. Everything's a three. Everything's an ascension. Everything's we're going somewhere, going upwards. I don't know. I feel like it's inwards. Have you heard of the term ascension? I have heard of it. It seems it's a an ending place. And I wonder about, you know, just some of the intricacies of thinking about ascension. And the effect it has on your actual ascension. If there is an ascension... Like intending, I'm like, where are you going? We're, we're, we're going to space, we're going to heaven. Everything's, we're going to heaven. And I'm like, I don't know. But I feel like it's in the internal world. I don't know. Do you go inside very often? Into your heart space or into your whatever? Since you said that to me, I try. It's much easier for me to go outward and to get swept away in the astral plane. So that is something I'm working on is finding more internal spaces where I feel comfortable and confident. What about you? It's hard. Cause I feel like when I first started going in, I would do like guided meditations and stuff and it was very powerful, but I ended up stopping doing all of that because it got to the point where I was like, wait, Because it got to the point going in and I started realizing like, oh my God, those are not my voices. Those are not my ideas. Like that, none of this that I'm listening to and trying to connect with is me. And so that's why I started doing just pure binaural beats, two different tones and just let my mind go because yeah, it started scaring me because I would fall asleep or whatever. And I'm like, I don't even know what just happened. I feel like I was swept away somewhere and I have no idea what they said and I have no idea where I went and I had no control over it. And I was like, oh shit, let me not. But I was thinking about ascension. I thought there was a place to go, so I needed a guide. I felt like I needed a guide, but the moment I realized, the moment my, I felt, some people call it like kundalini or something. I felt like the thing of your spine And I got scared, like when my entire body disappeared from my consciousness, except for my head, because I was still in my head and it scared me. And, and I was like, oh, and then I, so it clicked for me, like what going in meant and connecting and like going into that space, like right before you fall asleep 
but the the space between consciousness and unconsciousness is like the perfect spot. And once you hit that, once you go there in your mind, it's scary, honestly. And I was like, no, I'm good. But now, whenever I think about myself, I think about my entire body at the same time. It's just hard to conceptualize your entire body being one thing at the same time. It's such an odd experience, but I had to I have to temper it because I'd be at work going in tra- going into a trance. Once you start like figuring out how to go in to put yourself in a trance, you can start doing it anytime. It's like a coping skill. Every time I was stressed out, I just close my eyes and go into a trance and forget I was at work. So I had to stop. I had to stop doing it because it was like a crutch or something. It was like becoming too much because it's like you live in the real world. I don't know. It's hard. It's very hard. But You're saying that you got used to like going somewhere else and it was distracting you from uh, here? I was like connecting with the true parts of myself and it, there was so much comfort and love there that I preferred it. And I would be at my desk and I would just go away, go inside of my mind and go to that warm, cozy spot inside of myself. And I would forget I was I was at work. It was weird. But but it's about, I think it's a balance because it is a coping thing to a degree, but it's also a necessity for our survival and for our mental health and have you ever pondered spirituality and mental health before? Do you have any thoughts? Definitely. I feel that for myself anyway, that my spirituality has improved my mental health because I stopped fighting the the messages I was getting. And now I'm more like answering just like answering myself and saying, yes, this is okay. Even though you have been like harmed by, by like religious ideals and stuff, you are a spiritual person and it's, it can help you. So I feel good about that and where I am with my mental health and spirituality and how they influence each other. There's, I have a Jehovah witness coworker and I try to tell her all the time, I'm like, Jehovah's so cool, I promise you. Like, if Jehovah's real, I promise Jehovah's cool. He's not that weird. He's not weird. But Jehovah God or whatever they call Jehovah. But but yeah, it is a huge blind spot, I think, for a lot of people. Because they think it's like a true, oh, it's an optional thing. But But there's even scientific evidence that mental health and spirituality are linked. The mind and the body are linked. And you even say things like, if I look good, I feel good, or fake it till you make it, or whatever it is. And those indicate that your external state and your internal state are linked. But they're not the same thing, obviously, because they are in disharmony all the time, potentially. But there are certain scientists that examine the role of spirituality during the course of childhood cancer patients getting treatment like chemo and stuff like that. So the Journal of Health Psychology states that the intention is not to be reductive in relation to spirituality, but to explore broader spiritual experiences that appear across religious groups. So in particular, the relationship with the sacred is of specific importance as it is often deemed the most robust protective factor against negative psychological symptoms such as depression. So 
at least during fatal illnesses, the presence of hope can prevent you from devolving into depression. So that's why I believe people pray and fast. And I believe sometimes you even have to force yourself to feel good. You have to flood your body with feel with good feelings. And spirituality can make that easier. Something like Reiki, even, or acupuncture. Music. Those healing modal those are healing modalities. It'll get you there. Music. Now music is mine. Because I can make my own music. And you have no idea the transformative effect of hearing your own song in your own ears when you feel like shit. It's crazy. But it's the same thing with guided meditations. That's why I had to stop doing guided meditations because it's weird. It makes me feel weird. Like when I did Reiki, not you per se, but even when I did the free Reiki with your group and I you guided it like four seconds and I was off and I didn't even know where I was. I was so confused. I didn't even open. I was scared to open my eyes because I was like, what if I wake up somewhere? <laughs> That's how foreign it was. It was such an odd thing. But yeah, I don't know. It's linked. It's definitely linked anecdotally for me. But there is also, there are various studies. And during the course of this particular study from the Journal of Health Psychology, they asked these children several questions about depression and anxiety and negative and positive coping skills. And they found that the current findings suggest that some dimensions of children's spirituality are correlated with reduced anxiety and depression, especially children who are surviving cancer. And these findings align with the findings of qualitative studies that also find positive outcomes related to spirituality. So it goes on to say that this study found that children with a history of cancer had higher scores on those depression and anxiety screener questions compared to their healthy peers. So that suggests that spirituality is likely relevant for children, especially those who have survived serious illness. So at least it's transformative for young minds. I don't know. And there's a bunch of other stuff like, is, did the parents influence it? What was their health history? There, it's a very double, it's a double blind experiment and it's Canadian. It's a very, it's a very good study, but there also is a, a lot of work that needs to be done. So yeah. Thank you. Yeah, that was very interesting to learn about. It is never going to be easy finding out why spirituality is so important to humans. You are encouraged to never settle for simple answers. Keep figuring why you're here because I can promise you it's not a coincidence. Everything is connected and it's all connected to you. Send an email to host at centersun21.com and explain your spiritual practices and where they came from. We may read your response aloud on the show. Also, don't forget to check out my energy healing offering at fluidjourney.com backslash offerings. All right. Aw. Yeah, I can't wait till your next free Reiki session. I'm going to I'm have to really be intentional about grounding myself, but yeah, I'm excited. What are you going to do? What am I going to do for the next Reiki session? Or no, I meant to say, what are you going to do today? Sorry. The next Reiki session, we're doing group Reiki, hopefully. Uh, group Reiki, yes. Um, <laughs> so tonight I am going to eat some pizza and yes. 
celebrate a friend who just defended her thesis and passed. So she's a doctor now. So I'm excited about that. Shut up! Congrats, friend. Oh my God, that is great. Wow, that's hard to do. It's Being true. a doctor. Yeah, so what are you going to do, Spring? Girl, I'm laying in the bed. I'm so sleepy. It's not even funny. I am... I have to call my mom. She had COVID. But she's fine. She did have COVID. She she does have COVID. Sorry. Uh, she's on the mend. But uh, yeah, so I have to call my mother and check in. But she's fine. She never even had symptoms. She said she had a headache once and that was it. So Wow. Well, but she gets tested regularly. So she had a positive test result and... But I'm pretty sure it was from my little sister because she's 12 and goes to school. So it's probably the children. And uh, yeah, so I'm just going to chill out and chillax all cool and maybe watch a movie if I can find one. I don't know. Watch some Gaia. Weird <laughs> alien Gaia. stuff. Oh, I finished the, the 100. I finished watching it yesterday. <gasps> what is your take? What do you think? Wow. I'm still processing it, but I feel like it was an interesting journey. I learned a lot about how just like cyclical things can be. Like they became, the protagonist became who they were fighting at the beginning and then they kept getting harmed by people who were like them. So yeah, it was, it was a trip. (laughs) And I love a, I love a robot apocalypse. I love it. But would you prefer to live in space or prefer to live on a radiated Earth? Oh, why is it got to be radiated? Damn. Wasn't it radiated in, in the 100? Didn't they all have yeah. radiation? It was radiated. I would be on Earth, I think. <laughs> living in the mountain. Living in the mountain. Oh, oh, living in the mountains. Drinking people's blood. What, they drink it or they transfuse the people's blood in their own body? Yeah. I forget. Yeah, it was a lot. I probably, I don't know how long I would make it, but I feel like being on Earth would just be better for me personally because I'm a little, have a thing about enclosed spaces and a space station doesn't sound good for that. Thank you. I don't even know why would they people live in a space station to begin with. It's crazy. There was a man, there's like a really handsome astronaut that's up there right now. That's like on social, he's like a social media influencer for NASA. And I'm like, your eyes are yellow, sir. Is your liver okay? But it's probably just, some people's eyes are just like a little bit not, or a little bit melanated than normal. But I'm like, your eyes, I've seen John Dis in person. person. Have you ever seen John Dis in person? I have, and it's weird. And he looked like he had jaundice. But I've seen extreme, I've seen like real jaundice, like yellow as the like gold on your shirt right there, like weird color eyes. But from liver failure, you get jaundice is from liver failure, is yellow eyes from liver failure, sorry. When your liver fails, it's like a backup of some chemical in your body, it turns your eyes red or turns your eyes yellow. It's really creepy. But I feel like you would be radiated in space because the atmosphere protects us. Yeah, it's weird stuff. But I would probably try to... I'd probably be bougie and try to live in space and not survive. I'd probably get kicked out. I'd probably get like tribunal kicked out. Space exited or whatever they call it. I don't know. But I would probably try to... I would want to... I want to be... I want to be on the, in the virtual world though. I'm going to be on Earth in the virtual world. That's where I'm going to be. Put the thing in the back of my head. 
and let's go. Well, yeah, that did, did seem pretty calm <laughs> and chill and more fun. And until it wasn't. Until it wasn't. <laughs> yeah, I love the 100 and all the lesbian love affairs. That was my favorite part. Because I was like, wait, y'all, wow, I've never seen a plot line with so many like gay women. Yeah, I'm really happy about that. Things, I was so. pleasantly surprised. It was very cool. And it wasn't weird. It wasn't like weird because it's like normally portrayal of like gay people is like super not cool or queer people in general, trans and anybody non-conforming. It's there's always some sort of like shitty stereotype or something that is placed on people. And I feel like the 100, even though it was CW, portrayed them. Yeah, I think they did a pretty well. good job. The, I know that there was like the spoiler alert like the incident with lexa and like how she was killed pretty early and that was that was not cool i was like they could have done that differently show up in other episodes later right. on but i was shocked that they kept that they were it was dl though that's the one thing that i didn't like about it was that they kept the sexuality part hidden intentionally to like shebang surprise but i feel like super futuristic like that should have been like cool beans but i don't know i don't know better yeah, like next other time shows CW. with queer storylines that are sci-fi let me know Ooh, star trek discovery okay. they have a queer storyline very normal what else I love anything futuristic. Really? Yeah, anything on sci-fi. I'm th trying to think of like any sci-fi shows that I have, like a queer storyline sci-fi, maybe like a Sherlock Holmes, something like that. And who else is... Yeah, I don't know. There's not much. Star Trek is really only the girl with the... That only draws me in. I'll have to check it out. I don't know. Yeah, I'm used to watching like dramas and like Sex Education. I thought that show was really good on Netflix. Yeah. That was weird. I couldn't get into it too much because it was like too it's animated. animated. Is that the animated it's one? The kid who's oh, like, I'm thinking mom is a sex else. therapist and then he takes what he learns from her and does it at school. Oh, no. I've never seen that. That's cray cray. What? Oh, no. What? That's some freaky stuff. Hold on. Um, no, I haven't seen that. I don't even know. I've never heard of that before, but I was thinking yeah, of the I monsters, the, the puberty one. Bad mouth I forget what it's Big called, mouth. though. Big Mouth. Yeah, I had to stop watching it because I was like, this is too weird. I don't know. These kids are killing me. These babies. It's like middle school. Yeah, set, like middle awkward. school or something. Yeah. I don't know. And I just learned that South Park really have really? babies on their cousin. Yeah, there was a, I guess it was like their daughter or something did like the voice of one of the children that cuss on the show. I'm like, wait, there's really a little girl saying, bitch, fuck you, suck my balls, da da da. There's really a little girl saying it and they're laughing at her. They're having her repeat. It's so crazy. I'll have to send it to you. It's on Twitter. But it's, it's, it's funny in hindsight because obviously it's like old. But I'm like, damn. People really put their little babies up there. 
for royalties because that's all they did it for. They didn't do it because they think wow. the baby was talented. Um, yeah, I didn't realize that. But yeah. It's so weird. Yeah, animations, normally they do adults, but sometimes they yeah, throw kids in there. Speaking of animated shows, The Simpsons, they just had an episode where they go to Cincinnati. Have you seen it? No. Oh, gosh. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. It's a new episode, is, yeah. Is it new? And they, it's, I don't know the characters' names or anything, but the like principal goes on this trip to Cincinnati for a conference and the whole story of the episode is like them trying to get to Cincinnati and then they get there. Every show with the Cincinnati storyline is so... It's always something super like ratchet or like super like basic hashtag basic like anytime it's we're going to Cincinnati it's like the basic town or whatever it's never a good it's never a, a glamorous <laughs> portrayal but I'm gonna have to check it out cause just cause rep my rep my town my hood yeah there's yeah. a Skyline Chili reference that I think you'll like oh gosh Do I don't think Skyline I've ever really Star? eaten Gold Star but I do love Skyline. So that's my answer. <laughs> yeah. I honestly don't have a preference. I think it tastes the same to me. But I like, for some reason, I just like Gold Star because it's not as busy. Like I can always go to Gold Star and just walk in and get the food and leave. And I feel like they give you more food or the noodles are thicker or something. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't had Gold Star in so long, but I love La Rosa's. Oh my gosh, yes. La Rosa's is the shit. I need to try their calzone. I've been eating calzones at work and I'm like, wait, La Rosa's has calzones and they're probably way better than this. But La Rosa's is the shit. I can't really have pizza because I have heartburn really bad. <gasps> but the next time you come down to Cincinnati, we have to Oh, have I didn't know they had pizza. pizza. It is so good. It is so, it is out of the world. It's like weird. I was like, wait. Is the crust is like buttery, but it's not buttery. It's weird. It was so good. I don't know. But yeah, we definitely have to try Chameleon. And but the pizzas are expensive. They're like a it's like a $30 pizza. But it's worth it. I thought it was crazy, but I was like, no, this is might be the best pizza. This might be the best. But it was just like a basic pizza. And it was like very wholesome. Because normally pizza gives me heartburn and so much salt and it's like hard to chew and it was just like the perfect pizza and uh, but the next time you come to my hometown okay we got to get Kochi house Kochi house pizza yeah when the pandemic's over we got to go get real i think it's uh greek people i forget who runs Co uh it's Kochi. i think it's italian so it sounds italian to me they there's a it's all the cultural people they all run their own restaurants where i'm from like the greeks and they all but no one's like, I'm Greek. They just have a Greek restaurant. I don't know. But but anyway, woo, I hope you... Yeah, I hope you do too. Have Take care. Night. Don't do anything I wouldn't do. Yeah. <laughs> <Bye>. <laughs> All right. Have a good one. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen 
premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you make the brave decision to venture within, you will unlock your true potential so you can push forward with confidence, conviction, and a purpose. For only $1, you can become a Center of the Sun Plus Gold member and get closer to that purpose. No matter how difficult the process may be, remember it's your resilience and commitment that will ultimately lead you to where you want to go.